0: Feeling ungrounded and depressed, so you decide to eat a tub of ice cream in your underwear watching a Gump? That's how you feel? That's How You Feel podcast is all about life moments and ways in which you can help heal yourself. This podcast is through one person's journey where they hope you can find inspiration and healing through the breathwork techniques, guided meditations, and vulnerable weekly check-ins. Hopefully hearing how one person is healing can open up the conversation of what it means to be conscious and how we heal ourselves, we can thus help humanity. Mental health and overall well-being should be accessible and an open conversation so we can heal in healthier ways and be part of the solution and not part of the problem. In the words of Bruce Lee, don't pray for an easy life. Pray for the strength to endure a difficult one. That's how you feel. This week, we're doing another discussion topic episode, as it's very important to have firm foundations to build off of, to work with in context with the issues that have brought you here in the first place. You then can use these discussion topic information in tandem with the guided meditations and any other tools that you're using along your healing journey. Today's topic is codependency. This one discussion episode will not be enough to cover this, but I hope to at least break down some core areas of contingency to help you identify your triggers and core wounding to help you be better set up for having responses as opposed to reacting to situations. The definition is a concept that attempts to characterize imbalanced relationships where one person enables another person's addiction, poor mental health, immaturity, irresponsibility, or underachievement and or undermines the person's relationship. Definitions of codependency vary but typically include high self-sacrifice, a focus on others needs, suppression of one's own emotions, and attempts to control or fix other people's problems. People who self-identify as codependents exhibit low self-esteem, but it is unclear whether this is a cause or an effect of characteristics associated with co- codependency. Codependency is generally defined as a subclinical, situational, or an episodic be- behavioral condition similar to that of um, dependent personality pr- disorder. Codependency is not limited to married, partnered, or romantic relationships as coworkers, friends, and family can be codependent. I wanted to state this long-winded definition as you can see that there are many different layers to codependency. I feel that many people don't realize their role that they are playing in it and lumping or confusing it with the definition of dependent or dependency. We have discussed this area slightly in other meditations, but a codependent person cannot act alone, as well as there are many varied situations where people can play roles in codependent behaviors and patterns. There is the enabler who is responding to a person or situation through codependent behaviors like blaming, hypervigilance, people pleasing, fixing other people's problems, judging, giving unsolicited advice, hyper responsible, and so many other things that at first glance doesn't seem like what we have been previously taught to recognize as dependent or a lot of people mistake as codependent traits. I think more people assume that people who are codependent are the ones who are leeching off of others, constantly needing help, people with addiction issues, and so many other things that are what we would call dependent instead of codependent. If you are actually looking at the situation clearly, why are you comparing or blaming them? If you are inserting yourself into the situation and keep helping them, you are the enabler. Thus, you are the codependent person. It takes two to tango, and we will always say, what you don't like about someone else are the same things that you don't like about yourself or traits that you too exhibit and bother you at a subconscious level. We're all mirrors and projections and play a role in any situation we are in. To break down codependency, we always have to revert back and understand the core wounding that we are experiencing or have experienced throughout our lives, and most importantly, during our earlier years of life. We all want to cultivate healthy relationships that are meaningful, trustworthy, and emotionally fulfilling. Humans have the need to be social. However, we all have different levels of engagement that we need, the styles of love that we require, and our own needs and goals in life. This episode will focus on the concept of how to be close, yet separate. Two people should be able to live their own lives without impacting the other. They should be able to function independently without reacting in ways of superiority control manipulation overextending yourself constantly helping the other or any other form of criticism slash codependent behaviors we can all have disputes as those are merely opportunities for us to go within and examine why we do the things that we do how to see a new perspective and most importantly how to grow as people However, the underlying goal of a healthy relationship is to be independent by being responsible for your own happiness. No one and nothing else can make you happy but you. If you can take responsibility for creating your own happiness and knowing that the other person or thing is only adding to that will already help you immensely in reducing codependent behaviors. If both parties do this, then you can create a harmonious relationship without creating a codependent structure as both parties will be responsible for their own happiness and not expect or seek the other person to make them happy. What does being close yet separate actually mean? Being close to someone is about creating a safe, intimate, honest, and comforting connection with someone. Having emotional vulnerability is key in cultivating a close relationship. Being able to effectively communicate to someone your needs, your desires, your problems, and expressing them openly will help to create this level of closeness. Being separate refers to being able to have your own identity, your own goals, your own needs and wants outside of the relationship that allow you to be free. All relationships require a level of freedom. If you spoke to any successful relationship out there, even friendships that have endured years can always agree that they want the other person to be happy. If that is all we want, then we shouldn't feel threatened by them wanting to hang out with new people, or travel alone, do a project without someone, or asking someone else for advice. They should be and feel comfortable and encouraged to do whatever it is that makes them happy. As long as the other person is respectful and communicating said needs and wants without feeling any sort of guilt or shame by the other party, or impacting them in a negative way, then there's nothing to fear. We all need space to digest, internalize, reflect, and understand our issues, and this requires distance at times, but really just variety. It can be physical distance, but in many ways, it's more about creating healthy boundaries. Like perhaps you just ask permission in advance if someone has the capacity to listen to you discuss something. Maybe you need to vent or want detailed advice, and by respecting the other person's time, energy and personal space, you can learn how to uh, respect if someone says no, I don't have the time to invest in this conversation right now. This helps you break sort of any sort of codependent behavior of feeling that the other person isn't being supportive, supportive of you or cares. It is that they are their own person. They have the right to their own personal freedom and choices to be involved or not involved in any situation at any given time. Learning how to effectively communicate with people will resolve many issues. Instead of making assumptions or setting unrealistic expectations of people will help you combat combat codependency by articulating the level of involvement, responsibility and boundaries before issues can arise. We not only want to know how to handle and diffuse situations, but we really wanna reprogram ourselves out of our old programming by learning how to prevent these issues in the first place. Setting healthy boundaries with people is key. If you already have a relationship that has been functioning in a certain dynamic for a long time, in a way you aren't comfortable with anymore, this will be much more challenging as it will take both people to reprogram themselves from staying in an old pattern and old role plays. This can be resolved, but will require much more work. Many times we think that the work needed is too much, that we just stay stuck, but you'll be surprised by how Uh, By how we can be leaders and positive examples for people by being independent and taking care of ourselves first. By not projecting things onto other people and just actively changing our own selves and not engaging in codependent behaviors will cause a reaction in others and either they will respond negatively or positively to the new you. As much as we want people to get on our level, we cannot force them. They will have to arrive at their own conclusions at their own time. Thus, it is important to not enable their behaviors, but also not take it personally as they are only going to project onto onto you their own limitations or beliefs. By focusing on being independent, on working on yourself, but effectively communicating that to someone is being close yet separate. It may take a lot of patience on your end, but it is not up to you if someone will change. You can also ask for your needs to be met and then decide if any compromises can be made by actively listening to the other person and seeing if you too can be flexible in your own thought process by collectively agreeing on a goal. Do you ever catch yourself wanting to just help someone who you think can't get something right? Do you just have this urge to help them? This is a codependent behavior, despite what you might think at first. Most people will take it like, oh, I just wanna be helpful. No, I don't like seeing them struggle or a lot of times, Why are they doing it that way? It is so inefficient or that is the wrong way. Feeling that you know best or that you feel obligated or can't seem to do things in a certain way is inserting yourself into their problems. And you are actually the one trying to control situations. And in this instance, trying to control another person. If you feel that you exhibit these traits, you should start with asking yourself, What is it that makes you feel like you need to help them? Can you actually pinpoint an area in your own life that you're currently struggling with? This actually might be a subconscious pattern of avoiding your own struggles by trying to help others with theirs, sort of giving you a superiority or ego complex. Take a pause here, as if you have never once thought about this, you'll probably feel under attack, confused, or straight up disagree. However, in these situations, if you actually paused it could be like looking into a mirror like oh wow okay i do that too or shit there are areas in my own life where i feel like i am lacking and needing help or not taking responsibility for my own actions simply taking the moment to pause and respond instead of reacting will help retrain yourself to see if you are projecting your own issues onto someone else or avoiding your issues altogether even if they are struggling and not willing to take help, you cannot help someone who doesn't want help. Let me repeat that. You cannot help someone who does not want help. To further back this up, why is it your problem? I repeat, is this your problem? Short answer, no, these are not your problems to fix. So focus on your own problems. I mutter to myself every day at least once. I mind my own business, I stay in my own lane, and I mind my own beeswax. Your problems are your problems. They are not mine to carry. People-pleasing. This one can be so subtle that you don't even realize how often you are giving your power away and feeding into a codependent pattern. How many times do you want to say no, but instead say yes? If you really stop and ask yourself this, I think you might be surprised by how many times we do this. Even people with incredibly healthy boundaries or people who act more in a self-serving way may have at least one relationship in their life where they say yes to it more times than no. Perhaps you think it is just easier to not disagree because you think it's gonna be a big deal to the other person or you're enabling the other person to stay in that role and you and yours victimizing yourself that you never get what you want. Um, hello? You said yes. That's your own damn fault. Taking it out on the other person by telling them no because you're tired of always saying yes to different people or circumstances thus exhibiting the traits of your own wound can also be a reaction in this case. Coasting along in life by just being agreeable isn't authentic. You're not able to make your own decisions in life and hinder yourself from true growth. There are situations where perhaps a democratic approach happens where you were overruled. That is okay. It is then how you handle yourself in that situation that will matter. You can either be a good sport where your input was clearly stated, but by a majority rule, it was decided to go in a different direction, and either you can suck it up and do it to the best of your ability and maybe learn something, or you can be bitter about it and complain or act out in that moment or harbor resentment for the future. People pleasing is more often than not taking a victim mentality in life and thus plant seeds of regret, revenge, anger, frustration, comparing, bullying, projecting and many other highly negative aspects of yourself that it is important to really examine your feelings as they come up. Each and every time you do something that goes against your actual needs or wants to appease somebody else. These traits may and can repress and store so it appears on the outside that everything is fine. But many times people will just erupt unexpectedly because they have been repressing themselves so much that when another thing pops up, they take it all out on the other person or a random person who has no idea what is going on. This is an incredibly toxic and codependent behavior response that shouldn't be rewarded as, oh look you finally showed them or finally told them off. What gives you the right to tell someone off? Why are you deserving of redemption in your eyes? Nine times out of ten this is more revengeful on the other person. For that one eruption you just did, is equal to however many times you said yes to that person or situation instead of being honest about how you feel. You cannot be mad at people for your own shortcomings. Learning how to take accountability is key here. You may need to sit down with someone or multiple people and explain perhaps your frustrations and even that the next time could be the appropriate way to handle it by explaining honestly like, Hey, I know I've said yes in the past many times because I didn't want to disappoint you. Or maybe at the time it wasn't a big deal to me but this isn't something that i actually want to do or enjoy and i just want to let you know that these are my boundaries and i will have to decline this time as it is something that i don't want to do or something to that effect you have to clearly explain your stance in a calm and clear manner what the other person or people do is out of your control and by holding your boundary um and also being willing to negotiate perhaps Where finding a middle ground should also be explored but if you're unwilling to budge that is okay too you just have to be honest about it you can't fake the funk you need to be incredibly real with yourself and others and even if they are quote unquote disappointed in you mad at you act out against you you cannot control them and that is their problem not yours i know there can be really unhealthy dynamics where possibly somebody is threatening you Bullying you, undermining you, and I suggest if you need additional help, please seek those resources. But maintaining your integrity should always be your goal in life and honoring your own needs and wants. Enabling people to take your power away or continue to do things you don't like is your fault. It is not their fault. No one is holding a gun to your head in many of these situations, and even if if they are, it's still your choice what you do. You are being complicit in your own downfall because you rather just people-please than rock the boat. Codependency isn't something that just goes away. As with all healing, it is something to be aware of and handle as things come up. You don't get to instantly be cured from anything, but with hard work and dedication to your overall well-being, changes will happen. Hypervigilance is a very real codependent behavior, that many who seem to be highly independent and successful people embody. This is generally due to either one major traumatic experience or multiple in their lives that have constructed their patterning in this manner to always be guarded, looking for the other shoe to drop, constantly investigating people or situations, being reserved to fully observe situations before making any moves, pre-recording your responses in situations or thinking about what you will say or do next People can be overly cautious or focus so much on all possible scenarios that they are not living authentically anymore because they are trying to control every possible angle to ensure they will not be affected, affected negatively. This is a very codependent viewpoint on life as you may find yourself not being vulnerable with people and thus creating this invisible barrier with people because they are responding to your hypervigilance. This is very common for people who crave a really deep intimate relationship with someone, yet cannot for the life of them understand why people don't open up to them, constantly lie to them, or just uh, pull back their energy from them. When this is exactly what they are doing to themselves, an other person is simply mirroring back to them what they're projecting onto them in the first place. Sometimes things aren't even that extreme. It is just a projection of what the person with the codependent hypervigilance behavior thinks is going on. Perhaps you keep doubting people's intentions and they're like, I told you exactly what is going on. Why do you keep asking me? Sure, there are times where people do lie, but there are also instances where you're creating an unrealistic scenario in your head because you're so caught up being hypervigilant that you can't put your guard down to just be present and vulnerable in the situation. The thing about trust is that it can't can't be given then taken away and only you get to decide how to give it back. Trust is about letting go of control and trusting that you and the other things are free to do whatever it is they are going to do and knowing that you will be okay no matter what. Going back to the trust meditation episode that we did previously, trust can be broken but trust can also be repaired. You just have to be willing to put in the effort to trust in the first place and afterwards. The other person or thing can't make you trust. Only you will be able to learn how to trust again. By remaining in a hypervigilance mentality, you no longer trust others or certain situations. And in reality, you don't trust yourself. When you can't even trust yourself to know the difference between what works for you or what is safe for you, what is good for you, and then know the opposite of those, you won't go very far in life until you meet your own traumas and fears head on. Hypervigilance is a state where you never really are never really present in life, therefore you're not really ever happy or enjoying life, as you are constantly questioning the future and using the past to back up the possible scenarios that you've created. Or really, if you just calculate all of your moves so you never make a wrong move and prevent natural flow from happening. The main takeaway from today's episode is really about accepting that everything is possible and remaining in the present moment to accept whatever actually happens. Let's take a quick recap on what we discussed so far. Feeling like you always have to help other people or fix others. Giving them unsolicited advice or whatever perceived viewpoint you have of being of service that is clearly warped is not allowing yourself to be present and taking care of your own needs and wants. We cannot take away people's lessons in life. We can only lead the horse to water. We cannot force it to drink. If someone doesn't ask for your help, allow them to figure it out on their own and know that it isn't your problem. And as much as it bothers you, the moment that feeling of annoyance, frustration, confusion or whatever comes over you, take a moment to reflect, why do I feel this way? This has nothing to do with me. So why do I feel like this is my problem? after you start to examine why you might feel the way that you do perhaps the conversation is beginning to move take accountability to acknowledge that it is your your problem and instead rephrase your opinion as a suggestion or ask them if they even want to hear your opinion or advice in the first place before making it personal most people when they're explaining themselves just want to be heard they aren't always looking for feedback or suggestions Many of us just want people to validate us so we feel like we are making the right choice. Or perhaps other times we want people to take on our problems for us. We don't know what to do. In a codependent relationship, this will be where the roles that you assign and play, where one person will have a problem and the other person will rescue them. They're both equally at fault for the issues that come about from that dynamic. But if you're constantly playing that role and not changing, the other person is using the precedent and your actions to back up their opinions. Like if you were always being rescued, they're going to tell you that it is your problem. And the same thing can be said for the person who always rescues the other person that it's always their fault and they have to take and they take no accountability for their own actions. This is a very toxic codependent example why scenarios keep repeating themselves. Is because people cannot change the role that they are playing or don't want to take accountability that is their our own fault for playing that role. Being guilt tripped by another person to stay in a role is toxic. If, you, if someone is doing this to you, you need to evaluate why you're allowing this as that is your fault and your problem. No matter how manipulative or threatening someone is towards you, if you engage and don't change your behaviors, that is your fault for allowing those things to keep happening. There are, of course, the extreme cases of people blackmailing, holding things over our heads, physical and verbal assault. And if that is the case, please seek professional help to get yourself in a safe space. Let me repeat this. I do not take any of the threatening physical assaults, abuse, whether it's just emotional, verbal, physical abuse, lightly. If anyone is doing this to you, this codependent discussion is not for you in this moment. You need to find outlets of healthy support systems, you know, whether you get any particular law enforcement involved, to each their own, but finding someone who is safe, that is willing to help you break free of any of those toxic situations, please seek that guidance. And if you don't know where to start, Uh, feel free to email me and I can look for some resources in your vicinity. Seriously, this is not a laughing matter. It is definitely um, something that is far out of my own bandwidth as far as being able to advise on that. This is just a discussion topic to merely explore codependent behaviors and patterning that we all exhibit to different degrees. But if you are dealing with a very severe case please seek professional help we also discussed the act of people pleasing which also plays into the above rules of always wanting to fix others or inserting yourself in the problem at hand we can tend to project our own insecurities fears and desires onto other people by doing things that we don't always want to do but are afraid if we do that something bad will happen by constantly giving your power away or saying yes to the things that you don't want to do is not being authentic at all. It is in fact a lie and untrue to your character as your actual self is not helping you grow. You can either stay in this victim mentality and constantly feel deficient or resentful or you can have a backbone and stand up for yourself to say no, even if people stop liking you or perceiving that is what is going on or that is what's going to happen. Be confident in who you are and what you believe in, and you will attract the right people and situations to you. Repeat after me. I rather be hated for who I am than liked for who I am not. I rather be hated for who I am than liked for who I am not. The last topic is about hypervigilance. To summarize this, you are living either in the future or in the past and unable to stay present in the moment to really absorb the things that are happening around you and to you. You're constantly trying to control situations and holding yourself back from being authentic as you're constantly pre-programming your actions and surroundings. You're creating barriers and obstacles between yourself and other people, which can cause unrealistic scenarios and burdens between yourself and others. Codependent relationships really just ask you, what is your role? What can you do about it? How are you contributing to your own limitations, weaknesses, fears, traumas, and anything else that is creating you to be in this sort of dynamic? As always, you need to better understand your own self and be accountable for your own actions and what you are truly being at bringing to the table in any relationship that you are encountering. It isn't always about the other person or situations. It is about what can you bring to the table what can you be accountable for how can you be willing to truly listen and effectively communicate with others humans are social creatures we all need a level of socialization to truly thrive and function so we need to be able to both listen and seek appropriately to and speak appropriately (laughs) to clearly state our needs and wants and being able to create a co-committed agreement with another party before any judgments can truly be made we all have a role to play. The question is, are you the king or queen, or are you a pawn? And are you willing to reverse the roles as need be? We're all here to learn and grow. By taking the time to play both student and teacher, you're better able to understand yourself and be more intentional and conscious of your actions and roles that you play. As far as methods to help you become less codependent will vary for each person. But Let's get to the core issues at hand to help you f- with finding a method that might be more specific to your situation. Generally, fear is the root cause for most codependent behaviors, but also PTSD and traumas can also create these dynamics that have been conditioned to follow. However, there is usually a rooted fear attached with these with those events. For many of the fear of abandonment is a big threat to a lot of relationships that you don't want people to leave you. So this can cause you to people please or be an enabler where you just keep taking care of the other person because you are afraid of being alone. Another fear often associated with codependent behavior is the fear of being seen. Many people who want to be successful, yet for the life of them can't seem to take spotlight for themselves, is a deeper fear of being seen. Perhaps you were made fun of when you were younger, or someone told you constantly you weren't good enough, so you people please or harbor resentment that things don't work out for you but really you're the only one holding yourself back from being recognized for the person that you actually are. Fear of failure can also play a huge role where people take on too much on their plate and feel like they can't let others down, where it is still people pleasing, but these ones are generally that the other people never asked this of you. You just feel like you cannot let them down because you are overcompensating for something that you feel you are lacking. To combat fear of abandonment, can be as simple as taking a stance and trying new things alone, taking more time to be alone. This can be as simple as turning your phone off for an entire day or for certain hours of the day where you are unavailable. And I think you will find over time that you enjoy being alone as you're never truly alone and other people will also figure things out on their own, that no one is truly dependent on anyone else. Think about a parent and child, you know, a parent wants to constantly be looking out for their child but they know they have to let go sometimes and let the child make the mistakes on their own this is the same thing here you can just learn how to be alone a little bit more and trust that the other person will have to figure it out allowing yourself to admit that you want people to like you or to stick around but knowing that your happiness cannot be dependent on another person and if they choose to leave you you will have to accept that fact if it happens Instead of focusing on the possibility of being alone, the solution generally can be simply to try and be alone. More often and over time you will see that you can do anything on your own and don't need anyone else to make yourself feel whole. We all need emotional support at times, and sometimes physical, but our livelihood cannot be dependent on another person for the things we need to give ourselves. To work through the fear of being seen for who you truly are can be varying for people. Perhaps you want to start your own business or write a book, become a musician or an artist or already are. And these things uh, you already are one of these things, but don't actively push yourself harder because maybe you don't want to outshine your other friends or family. Or maybe you don't want to be selfish and take more time away from being available to your friends and family. Perhaps you just never felt good enough that you stay behind the scenes and supported others, yet won't support yourself. Surprisingly, most people are very supportive of others when they're being truly uh, authentic and willing to try new things out or take a leap of faith and put themselves out there. And for the ones that aren't supportive, then you make mental notes of it if this is someone that I actually want in my space or not. Taking baby steps is often what most people do, but I think in many ways it is about thinking more of of the side of what if I don't do this? What am I missing out on if I don't do this? you're missing out on all the possible happiness freedom joy adventure opportunities and so much more if that isn't an instant uh, motivator to at least try something then i don't know what is the fear of failure we have all have have this to some degree with some aspect of in, in our own lives knowing that failure can and generally is inevitable allows us to view it less of an all or nothing And more that it's just something we have to deal with along the way to living our most abundant life again asking yourself if you don't try this what will you actually be missing if you don't try this uh, if you don't try it then isn't that a failure in and of itself if you simply put it that way you already failed so being afraid seems slightly oxymoronic you can still take cautious steps on trying your new stance maybe you want to tell your partner that you want to go off and start your own business but you were the one that was supporting your partner and now fear of not having income for yourself and your partner. Anyone that guilt trips you to take care of them is dependent. You got to ask yourself, are you willing to enable them to stay safe? Or are you willing to ask for your needs to be met? Are you flexible to try and find alternative solutions? Like perhaps you keep your regular job, but on the weekends, focus on creating your business. And when you make X amount of income or orders, You can then transfer over to doing it full-time. Or maybe if you want for your partner to also be a business partner, this helps them help you and work on something together. Many relationships fail because there's not enough shared interests and even less shared uh, visions and goals of what their relationship could be. By being effective in evaluating your relationship often and communicating your needs regularly, are you better able to handle those situations? Many successful relationships will even take turns switching roles so that each person can succeed in their dreams and goals. This is truly living, being close, yet separate. Having your own needs being met is something that can be given in a healthy relationship. Two people who want the best for each other and respect their own wants and needs can better come together to create a co-committed and possibly a co-creative or uh, co-business partnership. When dealing with another person or multiple people, you really have to ask yourself, what can I bring to the table? And what are my own needs and wants? Once you know what you're actually offering and how you want to be treated, can you communicate to someone else these wishes and then allow them to decide if they can meet those needs or better yet, what their own offerings and needs and wants are? And if you are all actually in alignment with those roles, you also have to be willing to accept that yourself can change At any given time and so can the other people. Knowing this right from the start will hopefully allow you to keep an open mind that at the end of the day you want other people to be happy which thus is a reflection that you yourself always want to be happy. The more we take accountability for our own happiness the easier it is to not take things so personally and also allow others to take accountability for their own actions. Sometimes the hardest lesson in life is to walk away but what is meant for you is already yours and what is not will fall by the wayside. Trusting yourself that you can make the best decisions for yourself in any situation will truly help you believe in trusting the process as a whole. Knowing that you may fail, you may lose people. People might disagree with you or give you conflict, but by honoring your needs and wants and being open to others equally expressing their needs and wants is an important lesson to be learned. We all want to be treated fairly. If you do not treat yourself well, how can anyone else treat you any better? You are the creator of your own world. What role are you actually going to play? Love and Light, Kate.